everybody. Welcome to Talk Boom. I am your host, Ace Dillon. Hope you all had a great week. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I got a great show today. I, I've been doing some research. I've been doing some stuff. I want to make this stuff a little bit better. My podcast a little bit better. You know, I first of all, I opened up a new Twitter account today for um, this podcast. And with, or no, yesterday. And within 24 hours, it's shut down because I'm following too many people and trying to get a fan base on Twitter. Now, my other account, ASC Mafia, the main head of my company, of this podcast and my other businesses, is still active. And feel free to go follow at ASC Mafia on Twitter, Podcast Boom 69 on Facebook. Go ahead and like that page. But here is a guy. A nobody, an average Joe, trying to make a name for himself through podcast and trying to do a good job. I mean, I got like seven views, seven listens last week, which I'll take it. You know, it's a start. You know, it's, you, you grow big. You grow and you hopefully grow bigger. The thing with that is, folks, is you have your you have the President of the United States tweeting that he's going to blow up 52 places for 52 hostages that was happening years ago and saying stuff about Iran being this, Iran being that, and yelling at Congress, and yet he has not has his Twitter suspended. I don't get it. Jack, I understand you're for free speech, but you're doing both sides, playing both sides, and whether you're the president, the Pope, whoever, or myself... If you're screwing something up on Twitter, yeah, you should get blocked. If you're threatening, if you're threatening people, if you're giving out confidential, confidential stuff, you should be blocked. There's no question about that. You know that the block button is great. You know on ASC Mafia, I've blocked so many people just for stupid stuff. Stupid stuff that you just cannot believe. But I mean, that's about it. I mean, thoughts on Twitter: good, bad, yes, no. I mean. At ASC Mafia is my Twitter handle. Please go give it a like if you haven't. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. How was your week? How was your week? My week. You know, it's Saturday night. You know, we're, we're getting ready for watching the football. Football playoffs tomorrow. My Packers are in action against the Seahawks. It's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really good game as far as both teams haven't been there in a while. You're looking at a frozen tundra tomorrow, I heard, through the, through the uh, weather. And I'm looking forward to watching that game, having three drinks, and cheering on my Packers. And then, of course, the other game, there's a game tonight I'm watching. The, the Titans are playing tonight, Titans and Ravens. That's going to be a good game. I mean, they're, they're good games. They're going to be good games the, coming out. The, you know, you don't, you don't make it this far and be a crappy team. You're not a one-something team, and you're in the playoffs. Well, you couldn't be to begin with, but that's, I mean, that's... Enjoy. It's, it's NFL football. It's playoff football. Speaking of playoff football, congratulations to North Dakota State University winning the FCS championship today over James Madison 28-20. And finally, this coming Monday, we are going to have the national championship LSU and Clemson. How many people out there honestly forgot that they haven't even played a game yet? I understand the hoopla. It's like the Super Bowl. You know, you get done in this, and then you're playing three weeks later for this. I understand that. 
But the Super Bowl and the National Championship, two different things. Way more way more sponsors and the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's on you know, Fox, it's on national TV. National Championship's on ESPN. Not many people care about LSU Clemson, except if you're a Southern team, if you're a Southern boy from the South. You gotta pull for LSU, you gotta pull for Clemson if you're from the Southeast. I thought they played already, to be quite I asked the guys, I said, did this championship play game play it? Oh no, that's Monday. Well, finally, they're gonna play, so who do you like? I mean, who do you like? I'm gonna put post up a Twitter question on my Twitter, ASC Mafia. Who do you like? Do you like LSU and the Heisman Trophy winner, or do you like Clemson? I like the Tigers. I know, I know. You're everybody's saying, you know, Ace, you know, Tigers. It's both. It was a joke, people. It was a joke. But what's going on? I mean, how was your week? A lot of sports stuff. Top, but I'm gonna start off with some stuff that's fresh. Basically, fresh off the pages, off the sports world. Last night's boxing match, championship match, Ivana Hasbin or Hasabin versus Clarissa Shields, the Olympic champion, undefeated, and going for her third title in three different weight classes. She won. Congratulations. Congratulations. She won. It's not, it's, you know, I say it because I look at it this way. Boxing to me is more, is more, it's, it's, to me, it's more rigged. Now, I shouldn't say rigged. It's more, less entertaining. I mean, I got a lot of boxing followers. I got a lot of boxing friends. I'm not dogging the sport of boxing. It's a great sport. It's, it's exciting to watch. It's fun. Two people, warriors, like they call them, just beating the piss out of each other. It's a great sport to watch, just like MMA. The problem with boxing these days, though, is if you're on top of your game, you're getting you're getting spoon fed no names. Like I said, I got nothing against Havana Husband. I got nothing against Nikki Adler. Great champions. But until they fought Clarissa Shields, who were they? Who did did anybody out there know? Well, besides me, well, that's besides the point. Know who these people were? Do any of you know who these people were? Mostly not. And the point with Clarissa Shields is, people say, "Oh, she's the GOAT, the greatest women athlete of all, the greatest woman of all, the greatest woman athlete of all time, greatest woman of all time." Who knows? My point being is. I got I got people on my Twitter. I look at talks like, "Well, what are you talking about? You know, what about Ronda Rousey? What about Billy, Billy Jean King? What about Martina? Different sports. We'll get it. We'll get into we'll get into the MMA about the, about that because, like I said, to me the Clarissa Shields thing, great story from Flint, Michigan. You know, broken home, trainer, train hard. You know, went to the Olympics, shocked the world in the Olympics. Happy, yeah, 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 USA, USA, great. She turns pro, she starts winning. She starts getting championships. Call me, call me right, because I think I am. The women's division, besides her, Amanda Serrano, Heather Hardy, and even these European fighters that 
came over to in, in the United States to fight Shields and lose. Not by purpose, obviously. Like I said, boxing, you never know. There's not many women professional boxers out there, and I understand it. It's, it's, I wish there was. Boxing is great. I mean, I watched that fight last night, and it was a good fight. You know, it was a unanimous decision. Yes, she didn't knock her out. He went to distance. Yes, happy, happy. The problem is, once again, once again, there's nobody. I mean, Layla McAllister, you know, Melissa St. Saint, Veal. There's so many fighters out there that people do not know about. And they never will. They'll never headline their own boxing event as far as the main event, main event, main event. Unless you're Cliff Shields. And I, and, I, and I get that. And I understand that. It's a big time. It's a, she's a big, she's an Olympian. She's a former Olympian. She's a gold medal. She shocked the world in the sport of boxing where the Cubans usually always won. The point is with that is now she's going off on Twitter and talking about how she wants to fight Amanda Nunez in MMA. We've seen this already between Mayweather and... And Connor in the boxing ring. And a lot of people to the stairs that was staged, they're both business part. And it probably was. Who knows? The only people that know is McGregor and Mayweather. The rest of us spent our money, paid for it, enjoyed it, watched it, commented, bitched, complained, moaned. Whatsoever, that's how it was. The bottom line, the bottom line with that, which is so funny, is the whole point of that was to try to cross promote two sports, two completely different sports, fighter box, and they're going to try to do it again. And this time, it's not going to be in boxing. They, Clarissa Shields wants to get inside the cage. Now, explain to me this. I don't know what her management team is thinking, what her friends are thinking. You're a boxer. I get it. You're a boxer. You're a good boxer. You might be one of the greatest boxers of all time in the female division. You might be one of the greatest women athletes of all time. Who knows? It's it's arguments. A lot of people out there like a lot of people. You're a top five athlete in women right now. You're a top five athlete. Maybe, maybe even number one. Who knows? The question is, is the general public, like myself, the sports fans, the sports writers, well, sports writers are going to eat it up. I'm going to eat it up. But for the average fan of both MMA and boxing, are they going to buy in for a woman-woman mega card fight like they did McGregor and Mayweather? Probably not. I hate to say that to you, Showtime Boxing. I hate to say that to you, Clarissa Shields, because you block. I mean, you're not going to get this anyways. You blocked me on Twitter anyways. But the point is... But stop the insanity with this trying to say, oh, I'm because I'm a great boxer, I'm gonna go MMA. Because I'm a great MMA guy, I'm gonna go box. I'd like to see Holly Holm and Clarissa box. Clarissa might win. I, I'd probably put money on Clarissa, but Holly's a boxer. Holly was originally a boxer. She's you know, she she's basically it would be more it would be more entertaining than Nunez Shields. Inside the cage, inside the octagon. A lot more stuff to come. I mean, I got, I mean, I'm talking WNBA Lotto, Lotto, Lotto this Tuesday, WNBA Lotto. 
I'm going to go over some people who I think are going to be, well, we already know who number one's going to be. If you're a WNBA fan, we'll go over the number one thing. We're going to talk about fans, the good and bad fans on Twitter, on social media, and the interaction with the celebrities, whether it's a celebrity, an athlete. And we're going to talk about Tessa Blanchard in this hour. A lot of stuff's come on, a lot of accusations, a lot of Twitter bantering. A lot more to talk about. You're listening to Talk Boom, Anchor FM podcast. I'll be back. Talk to you in a second. Welcome back to Talk Boom. Let's go. Let's go into the NBA, the WNBA, the Lotto. It's going to be this Tuesday. You know, it opens the door. I mean, if you watch college basketball and you watch women's college basketball, there's a lot of talented rookies that are going to be coming into the world's. You know, the, the, one of the best leagues. I mean, you got FIBA, you got FIBA overseas, you got, you know, that. But the best women's basketball league is the WNBA, by far. I mean, there's, to me, out of all the players that are eligible for, for this year's draft in the WNBA, there's 12 of them that I watched, I like, I fouled. Um, it's, it's basically, you know, my top pick, I mean, I got a lot of topics. I mean, I... Recently, been getting more involved into it as far as the analysis and stuff. I mean, let's talk. Let's talk first of all. People you might not have heard of if you even follow women's college basketball. Number one, I think, Belle Alari, Princeton, six four. I mean, what can you say about her? She's she broke the Ivy League single game scoring last season, forty five points against Columbia. I mean. It's not a UConn, it's not a Baylor, it's not a Texas, it's not a Notre Dame. But, I mean, she's averaging normally 23 points, 11 rebounds a game last season as a junior alone. So, I mean, can she compete in the WNBA? Yeah, I mean, she's she's a heck of a player. I think she's going to go, I think she's going to get drafted. I don't know if she's going to be a number one pick. You know, will she be a, will be a, will she be a first rounder? Possibly. I mean, I'm not going to say no. And, I mean, I'm not going to say either. I mean... We'll see, you know, to we'll see Tuesday who's gonna get the number one. I mean, the number one pick's probably gonna go, I'll tell you right now, probably to the New New York Liberty. The lotto picks. But obviously we'll you know, we'll see. You know, Tuesday night ESPN, the lotto the lotto draft, the lotto picking, the lotto drawings for the WMA draft. WMA draft is in April. It's enjoying. It's you know, first rounds. If you if you're a fan of college women's hoops, it's something I watch. I mean, it's something I watch. Let's talk about some other ones. Let's t- let's talk about Tia Cooper Baylor. You know, she she grad she's a graduate transfer for the Bears. She played for Carolina, Tennessee, two powerhouse teams. You know, she's a point guard. She she's she's a point guard right now for Kim Mulkey Mulkey. I mean, as a junior, she was averaging eleven point nine points per game. She's learning from one of the best coaches, one best college coach, probably one of the best coaches. In the basketball, in the women's college hoops, as well as WNBA standards, I think Kim Kim Mulkey is probably one of the best coaches around. I mean, you got Pat, you had Pat Summit when she, when she was playing, when she was coaching. Um, you got Gina Ariema. You got a lot of great coaches. You know, Tia Cooper is looking is is learning from one of the best coaches. I think. I mean, it's gonna be, you know, let's let's stay let's stay at Baylor for a second. I mean, you look at Laura Cox. She's a six foot four post. At knee injury national championship game last year, she's reportedly covering nicely, and she's back on the floor as the Bears defender title this year. And the Bears are looking good. The Bears, the Baylor Bears, are looking actually really, really well. And it's it's um 
It's good. It's she's to me. Lauren Cox is the mold of Elena Deladon and Brianna Stewart. Size, permeability, and strong post place. So she's going to be somebody that I'm going to be looking forward to watching the next level of WNBA. I, I like watching her now. But as far as the next level, I think I think she's going to be something to look forward to. I mean, three more players. That, there's one player that people don't know if they follow the sport of women's basketball, and that's Beatrice Mont Premier from Mont from um, the Hurricanes from Miami from down south. She's not well known nationally, but she's six four. She's quick. She has athleticism and power. She's averaging over sixteen points a game, twelve rebounds in the junior seas season. I mean, if I'm a WNBA coach, I'm looking at I'm looking at that for somebody I need either 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 a role player game or a backup. But definitely one of those that you definitely want to look at in the upcoming draft. Now, the, the two that I like, the two sleepers, two, two of my favorite players right now in women's college basketball, Michaela Pivik from Oregon State. She's a do-everything player for the Beavers in her career. She's played point guard, shooting guard, small forward. She's a strong shooter passer. She plays an ass-kicking defense. And she's averaged about 15.2 points and 9.2 rebounds a game. And she shoots over 52. Over 50, she shoots 52.6% from the floor right there. That's a top 10, top 6 draft pick. Her backcourt mate, Destiny Slocum, point guard. Great shooting range. Ability to create offensive opportunities. She's got an eye for big moments, big plays. She's a clutch player. She's averaging 15.4 games, 15.4 points a game as a red short shirt last year. And 4.5 assists per game. Those two, as the Beavers, I think they're going to be top 10 draft. I think right now, Oregon State, right now, my pick to win, basically Oregon State. And, of course, the one that I like the most, and she's going to be a number one pick, and she's going to be a future. She's going to be the future of the WNBA. If she stays healthy, continues to play well. She's, I mean, she's dominating right now is Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon, the number guaranteed the number one pick, probably to New York, you know, she, who or whoever earns the number one spot. I mean, it's it, she's a leader in the NCAA, leader in triple doubles, the men or the women. She's the reigning Wade Trophy Wooden Award winner. She's a game changing talent. She scores, she rebounds, she assists. You know, she leads to the point. I mean, she's just you know, Oregon is favored. Right now, I think to win the national championship, I think I think out of the I think right now if they had if even though they just lost and it looks like Oregon State may be number one, my pick right now has got to be Oregon. I mean, or I mean obviously you got UConn, you got you got Notre Dame, you got South Carolina, you got those teams in there and Baylor, but as a dark horse favorite, who's probably going to be a favorite, Oregon. Now, tell, now, basically, going from that, give you some prospects. This is my mock draft, so don't go by it. But the mock draft, I like. I, I like mock drafts. I enjoy mock drafts. I think they're fun. I think they may be wrong a lot. They may be right. If I'm right, hey, I'm right. You know, I, I should be doing this professional. ESPN, WNBA, any of the teams want to pick me up, go ahead. Number one pick overall is got to be Sabrina. I know it's got to be Anescu. It's it's it's. There's no reason, like I said, she's 
19.9 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, 8.2 assists. She's missed triple-double for both the men and the women. There's no reason why she should not be the number one pick if she stays healthy and continues to dominate the way she's dominated through Oregon. She was going to go pro last year. She decided to come back. Her goal right now is to focus on the national championship, keep Oregon in at least top two, top three, top four, and get that number one seed and go from there. And eventually, like I said, win the national championship. So now you're asking me, you're asking Ace, you're like, well, what's who's number two? I mean, I don't know much about basketball. I mean, number two's got to be, to me, if Lauren Cox, like I said, from Baylor, six foot four forward, averaging 13.0, 13 point per game, 8.3 rebounds, 2.5 blocks. Um, she can defend, she can knock down the long ball. I mean, she can do almost anything on the court. I mean, it's just. If I'm the Dallas Wings and I'm sitting at number two, if that happens, I'm looking at Lauren Cox. I'm looking at Lauren Cox. The surprise of the draft, like I said, this is depending on all, obviously on how the um, lotto goes. Beatrice Mount Premier, Indiana, like I said, 16.7 points per game, 12.2 rebounds. You know, new coach, GM at Indiana. I mean, it's going to be, if they keep the pick, she may get traded away for for for, for veterans, but um, it's a great it's a great selection. If there's if I mean if there's a loose ball in this draft, it, it's her. I mean it's you know if you pair her with McCowan, the, the rebounding can get better for the Fever for a team. I mean Fever barely missed the playoffs last year. That's how close. That's how every team in WWE, which is I like everybody's in it till the last week. Everybody's in it till the end. The Dream, if they go number four, Trinity Carter, Texas A&M, 5'7 guard, 23 points per game, 4.8 assists, you know. She's got that see a shot, take a shot, make a shot mentality. She doesn't miss a lot. You know, she's no stranger to big moments. You know, she's one of those people that welcome challenges, welcomes the big moments, you know. She's a bucket. I mean, to quote Courtney Williams, she's a bucket. I mean, she's almost, I don't want to say anything is guaranteed in the sport, but she's a bucket. And that's, you know, I, I like her. I think she's a top top five, top six pick. And in my eye, I like her going to number four. I, I just think that's the way, I, if I was Atlanta, that's who I'd pick. If I, was, if I was the coach of Atlanta, that's who I'd go for. That's who I'd fight for. That's who I'd go for. The Mercury, a lot of stuff come up with the Mercury. Tarazi. Ending that, winding down her career, you know, you got the big one. You got Brittany Griner still grinding along, injury prone, but still, still kicking it. You got, the, I mean, you got, you got a lot of stuff to look forward to this year in women's basketball. Besides the WNBA, you have the Olympics coming up. The Olympic team, you know, they're they're amazing. If you haven't seen them play, if you don't watch them, you know, you should. You should really take. A few seconds to watch the women's Olympic team. And like I said, watch the WNBA. But number five pick, Phoenix. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make some UConn people very happy. And I'm gonna have to say Crystal Dangerfield. Five five guard. Last year's stats. We're looking at 13.4 points per game, 5.9 assists. I mean UConn, three straight trips to the final four. She's connected from over 35% of her shots on the deep ball. I mean, she can dish, she can attack, 
She gets a charity stripe, which, you know, if you can get the charity stripe and sink your free ones, it's going to help you out. It's going to help your team out. And with somebody like that, and Phoenix's guards, all in their 30s, and well over 10 years of experience, it's time to go towards the future. And with the future in Phoenix and the Mercury, Crystal Dangerfield, great addition. If she goes number five to Phoenix, if Phoenix even gets number five, that's a great pick if she's still available. It's a great number five pick for anybody. Number six, you got the Lynx. I love the Lynx. I've always loved the Lynx. Number six, I'm going to go with Michaela Pivik. I think she's she's a great player. I mean, like I said, she's averaging 15 points per game, 9.2 rebounds per game. She's She can provide some size at the guard position you know, for Minnesota. She may not be a point guard that they need primarily, but she does bring the offense and can rebound. Freakishly impressive. I mean, I've watched her play. You know, I think I think if she's available, Coach Reeve would have another steal at six. Would have a steal at the sixth spot. Seems possible, especially if Mikhail's available. If Mikhail's available at six, and who's ever at six, Minnesota or whoever, pick her up. She's a great player. I enjoy watching her at Oregon State. You know, Oregon State, Oregon. I, those two teams this year, both on the Pac-12, they're very enjoyable to watch. They're very fast-paced. They're they're quick, quick, quick. Pac-12 has always been very quick. Pac-12 has been always very quick, whether it's been through football, basketball. They got the up-tempo game. And like I said, Pivak is definitely one of those that can go far in the WNBA right out of Oregon State. Seattle, you're looking at Seattle. Another team plagued with injuries last year. Um, retirement's coming up. Sue Bird, obviously. You know, Brianna, last year going down. You know, Denise Martin, if she's available at 7 for Seattle, take her. I mean, you got 17.4 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game. I mean, she caught my attention back in, like, uh, 2017, Big 12 tournament. I mean, you know, she's, she's just one of those... I mean, if she could help the Storm, which is going to be back to full strength with a turnover with, with uh, Stewie. And, of course, the veteran point guard, Sue Bird, who I've loved since day one at UConn. You know, Sue Bird, God bless her. She's a hell of a player. One of the best. I mean, then we go over to the Windy City at 8 if they're there. And another Duck. Like I said, the Ducks got a great team. The Ducks, Ruthie Hebbard. Who's 6'4 forward? She had her stats last year 16.1 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game. Great system over in Oregon. You know, her, her scoring is, you know, her, her field goal percentage is 67% last year as a junior, which is just amazing. She's nearly automatic. Um, she, she's, she's basically the equivalent of. Of a Courtney Vandersloot, and if those two play together, you got Courtney, you got Sloot, who's one of the best passers in the world. You got her coming out as one of the best passers. I mean, she's a great point. I mean, she does most of her work at the point in the paint, which which would allow the Sky Bigs to stretch out and shoot from the perimeter. You know, she's a different skill set, which I like. I mean, she adds good size to an already size. I mean, to an already big roster. I mean, you got Big Mama Steph. You got I mean, you got so many players in Chicago. 
you know, any of these teams this like I said, any of these teams this year can win an uh, uh, NBA, WNBA championship this, this this summer. I mean, it's gonna be a good season. It's it's gonna be fun. Nine, you got the girl from right up the road from me, South Florida, Katija Latska. If I if I'm saying these names wrong, I do apologize. Six zero forward, twenty one points per game, three point four rebounds per game. You know, she's not playing. She's not playing this season. Um, she was gonna originally enter the transfer portal, then she opted to go pro. She's playing for uh, Triple T Riga in Lativa. So I mean, it's and Triple T Tiva, Triple T Riga. I like. I mean, she's one of the most exciting scorers in the country. You know, Dallas has got those big guards, but her ability to knock down in the long range will fit right in. Dallas, you know, could jumpstart, could could be her. Laska's professional play is under her belt before the draft even starts, so that could increasingly, increasingly make move her up a couple spots. If she's at number nine and Dallas is at number nine, the bottom line is Dallas, take her. Number ten, I'm gonna go with 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 the with the Sun. A lot of people, a lot of my friends are big Sun fans. I am too. Number ten, I'm gonna say Bella Alari from Princeton. I mean, what more can I say? You know, her dad played at Duke. Um, she, you know, Bella wanted wanted to play her own path. She's a great student. She went to Princeton. She's she's making Princeton now a top twenty five team. I mean. She provides the size and finds finds the ball in her hands, controlling the, the offense. Like I said, she she's a Della Don, she's a Candace Parker on the defensive mind and stun team. She'll add more size on the offense. I mean, that's just right there. That's a big bump up for the Connecticut Sun. I mean, that that's you know from being so close this year from winning the national championship to possibly winning the championship this year with the other healthy players. They're gonna stay healthy. T. Pal, Bantam, Williams. The Sun looks like a good team. The Sun looks like a great team. Number 11, Connecticut again. I'm looking at Kayla Charles from Maryland. Once again, Charles gives the Sun a larger guard who can handle the ball. She's not a big deep, she's not a deep threat shooter, which is fine. She can attack the paint, pull up her shots, grab rebounds, and help Connecticut's backcourt. 80% free throws in 2018. She, she, you know, she'll help with the Sun team that was last, dead last in free throw shooting. So she might help, you know. Her play could eat up some time when the, when the Sun when the sun Stars on the court. She could eat up some time. Eat up, eat up some of the time being on the same court as the Stars. And at number 12, this is the first, like I said, this is the first round. Makia Herbert Harrington, South Carolina, going to Washington, the defending champions. 10 points per game, 5 rebounds, 2.2 blocks per game. Greatest opportunity to prove the stock upcoming season. She's played behind Asia Wilson in her first two years. I mean, Coach T-Ball is known for taking unexpected sleeper picks and developing them professional. He could, I mean, Micaiah could be his new project for 2020. And he's, like I said, Coach, Coach T has been known to advanced to help unknowns become better, greater to the game. Now a lot of you are wondering probably, well, who's out there that I have, I didn't say. There's like these are just like top twelve that I pick. I mean you got 
Erica Iguamu, Erica Erica O. Sisters are all in uh, WNBA from Rice. You got Japrice Dean, UCLA. Taisha Harris from South Carolina. Tia Cooper from Baylor. Mentioned her already. Joyner Holmes from Texas. They're all expected to be taken in the draft. And they could build their case to be taken in the first round. I mean, the, the season, the conference play just started up. The season's still young. Conference play season still started up. It's going to be fun coming, coming tournament time, conference tournament time. And then, obviously, the NCAA Women's Tournament. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if you guys are out there, but I'm gonna take a break. When I come back, I'm gonna talk a little more social media, mainly the good and the bad between fans, social media interaction with celebs, aka movie stars, athletes, whatever. And when do you shut up on Twitter about personal life? We talked about that earlier. And Tessa Blanchard, who's going for the biggest title. In her career, the Impact World Championship tomorrow at Hard to Kill versus Sammy Callahan. A lot of stuff has come about her now. I'll talk about that in the last half hour. This is Talk Boom. You're listening to Anchor FM. i got to give a shout-out quick to Pickle Juice. Not really a sponsor. I'm an athlete ambassador for them. Great stuff. If you have, if you got bad cramps and you're an athlete, whether you're a runner, biker, professional athlete, football player, pick up a bottle of, of Pickle Juice. At your local Walmart, like I said, if you got the cramp problems, it's good. People are like, oh, it's pickle juice. It's, it's going to be bad. Try it. You'll like it. Pickle Juice Sport on Instagram. Check them out. Tell them a still and sent you. I'll be back for the last 25 minutes. This is Talk Boom on Anchor.fm. Your choice for podcasts. Welcome back to Talk Boom. We're in the final half hour of the show. I'm going to go back to social media only because that's where I do a lot of my talking. That's where I get a lot of my news. That's where I get a lot of information that I talk to you, my faithful listeners. Good and bad interaction between celebrities. When is it good? When is it good? And when is it bad between celebrity and fans talking on social media? Whether it's Facebook, whether you follow them on Facebook, whether you're friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, when is it enough when it's called stalking? When is it enough when you, the athlete, you, the you the celebrity, gets too abusive and gets mean or, or so on? The bottom line is this is coming from a fan's point. Coming from a fan's point, I see where they get they think that because they watch them they have a right to either to to talk to them whether it's good whether it's bad whether it's going their dms whether it's the freaks out there that give fans a bad name to the legitly good friendships between a fan and an athlete like i have with a bunch of athletes and when is it enough to realize that you may be overboard on somebody's on people? You had people like the Jacksons from the Young Bucks quit Twitter for a while because of fan abuse. Now let me let me just say when I said this on my first show, let me say this again about wrestling fans. Shut the fuck up 
Enjoy the product. If you think you're better, pay your money, go to a legit wrestling school, get trained, pay your dues, and maybe I'll see your ass on WWE, AEW, NA, NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. If you're a wrestling troll, if you're an MMA troll, you think you can do better, like I said, go to a wrestling school, a legit wrestling school, pay your dues, take your bumps, get your ass kicked a couple times, and maybe I'll see your ass on TV where I can give you a shit time. Once again, these people are, are humans. They have emotions. They have feelings. Just because they follow you or you're following them, does that give you the right to degrade them, to abuse them? No, it doesn't. And then you got the people, oh, well, I buy your, I buy your T-shirts. I buy the pay-per-views. So what? What is your point when you say, I buy your pay-per-views, I buy your T-shirts, I buy your figures? Who cares? We've all done that. Since I was a little kid, I've bought T-shirts, figures. Still do. So what? Does that give me the right to abuse Nick and Matt? Cody? Kenny Omega? You know, Liv, Lana, Bobby Lashley, Sienna, Allison Cadman, sorry. No, it, it, it doesn't mean squat. They're humans. They're athletes. Yeah, they're on TV. Yeah, we pay to go see them. Yeah, we buy their merch. That's about it. If you become friends with, with these athletes, whether it's MMA, wrestling, legit, legitly, legitimately, that's great. But remember, they're still, they're still human beings. Don't treat them like shit. I got boxing friends. I got wrestling friends. I got MMA friends who are athletes, who are professional athletes. UFC, Invicta, Boxing, Impact, WWE. I got those friends. I got those wrestlers, and they're on TV. I've talked to them as humans. I talk to them as humans. They send me stuff. Yeah, I get autographs from people because I'm still a fan, and we're friends. I've met a lot of them. They've been in my house. I enjoy their company. They're good. They're, to me, they're just another person. Strap up the boots, go in the cage. Doesn't matter. They're another person. Whether it's a baseball player, football player, basketball player, it doesn't matter. Respect them. Don't be that guy. Don't be that girl where you think you're better and you're downgrading everything these people do. I was gonna talk about I was gonna talk about Brad Shepard again, but you know, somebody gave me some points and said, you know, don't call out people. Brad Shepard, once again, I understand you're a journalist, but I doubt you've ever, ever laced up a wrestling boot in your entire life. And if you have, I'm sorry. Never heard of you. But he's still talking crap about AEW, about WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown's not the greatest product. Raw's not the greatest product no more. I can sit through an hour of SmackDown, if that. But do I go bash them? No, you know, you know, you you just you just don't you fans, you mark journalists. You got to realize that they're humans. They screw up. You don't like something? Don't watch it. You're not gonna go buy 
a Pepsi. If you can't stand Pepsi, are you? Well, well, I'm thirsty. Have a Coke. Have a Seven Up. But I'm a wrestling fan. I gotta watch WWE. Who says because you're a wrestling fan, you have to watch WWE and degrade it every week? You see it on Twitter every week. You see the fans calling out wrestler, and it's just if you don't like the WWE, if you don't like AEW, watch something else. I said it last week. I'll say it this week. Shit like that has to stop. You're the fan. Enjoy the show. If you don't like WWE, don't watch it. If you don't like AEW, don't watch it. If you don't like UFC, don't watch it. If you don't like a TV show, don't watch it. If you go to a concert and you don't like it, I mean, if you don't like a band and you go to a concert, that's your fault. But if you want to go to a concert and the band sucks, don't go. Plain and simple, people. It's basic 101. And these so-called journalists, like Brad Shepard, it's just always cutting down the female athletes, you know, that bust their ass, who could probably whoop his ass in a real fight. Stop. You're making yourself like an ass. And, and another thing, you know, these, these people are bringing these, oh, it's a war. AEW is kicking the shit out of NXT. NXT only was good because they had the invasion angles on SmackDown, so on and so forth. Who cares about the ratings? Once again, if you're a fan of something, you're going to watch it. I enjoy AEW. I enjoy WWE. Both to a point, I'm not a fan. I'm not going to be like, oh my god, i got to watch the full show of AEW or Raw or SmackDown. No, I don't. Same with NWA. I watch a lot of NWA, the newer stuff. I love it. I'm a fan. I've watched complete episodes. I've watched them religiously. I'm a friend of a lot of those workers. That's a good product. But yet there's people, oh, well, now they're bringing in this person. They're bringing in Scott Steiner again. Who has? Who cares? Who cares? You don't like Scott Steiner on the NWA? Don't watch the NWA. You don't like Nick Aldis being a champion? Don't watch the NWA. You don't like Aaron Stevens? Comedy bit with the question mark? Don't watch the NWA. You don't like Roman Reigns? Don't watch SmackDown. It's, it's the bottom line. It, it, you got to realize that we, we as fans, and I'm a fan. Like I said, I'm a fan. I'm in the business. I'm a fan, too. We're not going to be happy. That's fine. But do we go on Twitter and badmouth everything? Yeah, and that's what pisses me off the most. Is when, when people who haven't laced up a boot, haven't dropped weights for, for sporting events, you know, lost a fight, just badmouth the athlete. Like I said, Twitter bug. Twitter bug, Twitter, Twitter troll. Lace up your boots. Go to the local gym. Go to the local school. Legit wrestling school. Train. Go to America Top Team. Train. Train for years. Train. Pay your dues. Jump in the cage. Jump in the ring. And see if you like it when you get bashed by trolls. Mainly trolls. On Twitter and Facebook. I'll be back last 50 minutes. I'm going to talk about Tessa Blanchard. The shit's going on with her. We'll be back. You're listening to Talk Boom on Anchor.fm, your home for podcasts. I'll see you in a bit. 
Welcome back to the final 15 minutes of Talk Boom. I am Ace Dillon. A lot of stuff we talked about today. I mean, we talked about the WNBA. We talked about Carissa Shields. Once again, I talked about the Ass 9 fans on Twitter. Which brings me to my closing segment because it's still new and I, I'm not going to get into, involved in it. I'm not going to get into it a lot. I'm going to go from what I've read, what I've seen, what I've read. I'm not judging nobody. Supposedly a few years ago, Tessa Blanchard was in Japan, called one of the talents there the N-word. And just earlier today, she's like, can we all get along? Let's support us women, so on and so forth. I can't remember the tweet. I apologize for that. And supposedly... Allison Kay came out with that story after she made that tweet, you know, let's all get along, let's support each other, women. Allison Kay brought up the whole Japan incident. Um, a lot of people asked her, what's it to you? Her friend was the one involved. I don't, I'm not saying, um, I'm not quite sure of the name. I'm, I guess I'm not judging nobody. I'm just reporting from what I've seen, what I've, what I've read on Twitter. And a lot of a lot of you fans are like, well, why is Allison K bringing this up? What right is it for her to bring it up? Her friend said, "Go ahead." And this was three years ago. Her friend found us. Who cares? Well, how long ago was? If you're and a lot of people now saying, "Oh, well, wait a second. She's got the biggest chance of her lifetime to win to be the first female to win a man's world heavyweight championship. Like it, like I said, world heavyweight championship, not the Intercontinental like China did, but a world." championship from a major TV promotion. So anyways, that came up. A lot of people are talking. A lot of people are talking heat saying, hey, well, why did this come up now, the night before her biggest match of her career? I get it. I, I, I don't know because it happens in all sports. Josh Hader, 2018 All-Star Game. Racial slurs on, on Twitter when he was a kid before he's even before he's even drafted. Shit happens. People make mistakes. Is that is that going to kill him in the future? No. You know, she, has she apologized? I think so. I'm not like I said, I'm not I'm not bad mouthing Tessa. I'm not bad mouthing Josh Hader. Shit was done. Shit was said. It happens. People, if, like I said, if you're not human, if you think you're so goddamn perfect, you do what you want to do. If you, then you must be God. Because not one single one of us is perfect. And everybody deserves a second chance. And if it's true, you know, apologize, get over with, go do your shit tomorrow, Tessa. Best of luck to you against Sammy at Hard to Kill on Fight TV pay-per-view. You know, am I going to get it? I might. But she's also talking, Chelsea Green comes out, Priscilla Kelly comes out. Supposedly, Chelsea Green is bullied during her time at Impact. And it's just, you know, when she was new, she was still she was still green when she first came to Impact. You know, she went through WWE Tough Enough training, you know, but you know, you got the impact marks, the fans that are that are talking shit about Chelsea and and Allison Kay and Priscilla Kelly. Oh, you guys are just jealous. They've all won world titles. They've won they've been knockout champions. They're, you know, Chelsea Green debuted on NXT TV finally. She's been on Raw. She wrestled Freaking Charlotte Flair. I mean, she wrestled with probably one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time right now in the short career of women's professional wrestling. I mean, to say that they're just jealous is 
kind of funny. But like I said, if it happened, it happened. It's sad that these days in social media, tweets get saved, shit gets saved, people can mess up and ruin careers, you know, so on and so forth. Like the whole sexy star incident a few years ago with the shoot on, on Rosemary. You know, don't work with this talent, don't work with this talent. She's too stiff. It sucks. Social media sucks. I ain't gonna lie. Does it pay my bills? A little. The bottom line is, I wish her the best of luck. I wish Allison K the best of luck. I don't know the whole situation. I'll keep you posted next week on Talk Boom. Follow me again on, on at A-S-E-M-A-F-I-A Mafia. A-S-E Mafia on Twitter. Give me a like. And if you're looking for a manager, a ring announcer, a commentator, or a podcast host, co-host for Mania Weekend, hit me up, allstarentertainment007 at gmail.com. That's my email. That's my business account email. Hit me up for Mania Weekend. Coming up this year, I am excited for it. But once again, best of luck to Tessa, 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 Tessa Blanchard tomorrow at Hard to Kill against Sammy Callahan. The Death Machine, that's going to be a hell of a match. I'm looking forward to it. What do you think? Leave me thoughts. Message me at ASC Mafia on Twitter. Podcast sixty podcast boom sixty nine on Facebook. Like my page. That's it. That's what I got today. I mean, we we did forty nine. We did we did another hour of excitement of talk from the NBA, WNBA, Clarissa Shields fans again. But once again, hats, you know, good luck tomorrow, Tessa. Chelsea, keep doing what you do. Allison K, keep doing what you do. Love you. You're probably one of the best, one of my favorite female wrestlers out there. I ain't going to lie. You know, good luck to my Packers. I got my Packers shirt on for tomorrow. All ready to go. Um, have a safe weekend. Have a great weekend. Stay warm if you're in the north. Otherwise, next week I'll talk to you. You got show suggestions. You got information. Once again, ASE Mafia on Twitter. Give me a like. Give me a follow. I'll follow back. For all of us here at TalkBoom and Anchor.fm, good night. Stay safe. Be kind. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Have a nice weekend.